Mike Dell's World number 111 for February 16th, 2009. Blue train, blue train, 
there I uh, wasn't really paying attention I <laughs> guess I gotta talk hey welcome to uh, Mike Dell's world number 111 and uh, the thing that it made me uh, think about was my first airplane I know that sounds weird uh, let me explain well when you go into the Air Force and you work uh, on or around or whatever aircraft you always have a certain fondness for the uh, first aircraft that uh, you were assigned to. And, of course, mine was the F-111. Since uh, this show is number 111, I figured I would uh, talk about my first airplane. <laughs> the first airplane I worked on. Actually, it really wasn't the first airplane I worked on. It was the first duty station after tech school. Uh, during tech school, we worked on all kinds of different things, but... Uh, the first uh, operational aircraft that I worked on was the F-111A and the EF-111A, stationed at Mountain Home Air Force Base in Idaho. And uh, let me give you a little description off of Wikipedia. The General Dynamics F-111 is a medium-range interdictor and tactical strike aircraft. Also fills the roles of strategic bomber, reconnaissance, and electronic warfare in its in its various versions developed in the 60s first entering service in 1967 with the united states air force variants were officially retired or all variants were officially reti retired in 1998 the only remaining operator of the f-111 is the royal australian air force who has a bunch of uh, f-111c models and uh, g models i believe but anyway uh, f-111 uh, let's see, uh, it started out as the uh, Tactical Fighter Experimental, and it was uh, started uh, oh, right about this time of year in 1961. Uh, Robert McNamara, who uh, was the Defense Secretary, wanted a uh, uh, multi-role fighter bomber that uh, the Navy could use and the Air Force could use so that they wouldn't have to develop two separate aircraft. So they came up with the F-111A, which was the Air Force version, and the F-111B, which was the uh, Navy version. It was supposed to be able to fly off of aircraft carriers. And they actually did have one aircraft uh, in testing that they got off of an aircraft carrier and uh, actually put back on an aircraft carrier. <laughs> so, But that didn't uh, work out all that well. So the Navy decided not to buy one, or buy them, uh, but the Air Force uh, did. And they came out with the F-111A in, sometime in 1967. And... Uh, like I said, in 1984, when I got out of the air or got into the Air Force, I got, went through the tech school and all that, and went to uh, Mountain Home Air Force Base, and they had two squadrons of F-111A models and a squadron of EF-111As, which were old F-111As that they sent to uh, Grumman and had them fitted with all kinds of electronic uh, surveillance stuff. 
So I worked, spent the first, uh, I was I was in Idaho for six years. I spent the first three and a half years working on uh, A models. And then for about a year, I worked on the EF model. And then for a couple of years, I worked in what they called phase inspection, where they'd bring them in, tear them all apart, and we'd inspect them and put them all back together. And I worked on both models. And then, uh, then I, I switched to F-15s. Uh, went to uh, Iceland and worked on the F-15 C and D model. And then uh, when I got back from Iceland after a year, I went to a test base and we worked on all kinds of things. But uh, among those all kinds of things were a couple of F-111s. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I'm reminiscing here. I actually got to fly in an A model. Uh, we were... Uh, well, one of the one of the airplanes uh, developed a pressurization problem uh, down in Yuma, Arizona, and so uh, me and a, a hydraulics guy uh, took a commercial flight with all our tools and stuff, and headed down to Yuma. Well, the co-pilot, or uh, as we call him, a wizzo, needed to uh, fly home for something early, so. After we got the airplane fixed, uh, the the weapons systems officer, like I said, the Wizzo, our co-pilot, uh, took my return ticket, and I got to ride home on the F-111, which was really a lot of fun because we took off from Yuma, Arizona, and flew over Las Vegas, and then dropped down uh, really low and fast over the Nellis Range in uh, central Nevada. And we made the trip from Yuma, Arizona to uh, Mountain Home, Idaho in a little less than two hours. And uh, for at least part of that, I was going Mach 1.2 <laughs> at 500 feet above the desert. Uh, the airplane's capable of Mach 2.5, which is two and a half times the speed of sound. But uh, at low level, it... Uh, it can't quite go that fast, you know, because the air's thicker, whatever. But anyway, I just thought it was appropriate to uh, talk about the the F-111, the Ardvark, or the Raven, depending on uh, which one. <laughs> and we also had a, a, a term for it called the F-Wonder Lemon, because it was such a maintenance nightmare. I mean, you know, it had the sweep wings, you know, so the wings moved, everything moved, and it was all hydraulic, and and everything leaked, and <laughs> it was, it was a real maintenance pig, and, uh, you know, but, you know, it was probably the best at what it did. Uh, the Navy ended up buying the F-14 Tomcat, uh, which is a very similar aircraft to the F-111, although uh, the Tomcat was a bit smaller and uh, definitely more maneuverable. It was more of a fighter. The, the F-111, even though it had the F designation for fighter, was definitely not a fighter. It was more of a uh, attack bomber aircraft. It, it almost never carried a gun, uh, although th they were capable of carrying guns. They could have a Vulcan cannon in the weapons bay, but I, you know, on the 
nine and a half years I was in the Air Force, I I had never seen a, a gun mounted on an F-111. Most of the time they carried 500-pound bombs on the wings and 2,000-pounders uh, in the weapons bay. And uh, I was involved in the uh, Libya attack. Uh, was that like 86? I don't remember the, the date. I was involved in that uh, when we sent uh, some F-111s over to uh, Libya. And some of the footage of the, uh, that we saw in the debrief after the airplanes got back was just amazing. They had some, they had some of those uh, bombs with the cameras in the nose. And, of course, they were recording that. And, uh, you know, I, I think you guys probably saw some of that during the Gulf, the first Gulf War. But uh, this one... Literally, I saw a, a clip of a guy driving a pickup truck in downtown Libya, <laughs> wherever, uh, I forget what town it was now, but the big city there in Libya, and the bomb basically went through the passenger side window of the pickup truck. <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. Uh, the video, of course, you know, the video quit working as soon as the bomb exploded, and that's how it's supposed to work. But anyway, so, but yeah, I worked on the uh, F-111 for six years full-time, and then uh, part-time for a couple of years after uh, I switched to the F-15. And I uh, said getting a ride in it uh, was very cool, and and the Australia, Royal Australian Air Force is the only ones that have any left, and uh, they're just about done with them. Uh, all the examples of the F-111s are either now in museums. There's uh, three of them at the uh, Museum of the United States Air Force in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, two of the three there were airplanes that I worked on <laughs> on active duty. Uh, the third one, the F model, I didn't work on, but uh, the A model and the EF-111 that they have there at uh, the museum is two aircraft that I actually seen fly and uh, worked on uh, on active duty. And there's an F-15 there that I worked on on active duty, uh, an old uh, Iceland Defense Force F-15. <laughs> But anyway, enough uh, reminiscing about the old uh, Air Force. I, I went, uh, touched an Air Force airplane in uh, 15 years now, at least. And uh, yeah, well, that's the way it goes. So and you'll notice uh, if you if you look at the cover art that I I sent with this podcast is a picture of a, an old uh, A model in flight. <laughs> So, anyway, my furnace is kicking up, so uh, let's play another song so we don't have to listen to all that wind noise. Now, this is Woulda, Shoulda, Coulda, and uh, that's by, uh, what the heck's her name? Jeez, uh, now I forgot. I'll, I'll tell you on the other side. She, she's a 16-year-old fiddle player, and she is really good.
Coulda, shoulda from Amanda Shaw, who's a 16-year-old fiddle player from New Orleans, New Orleans, or New Orleans, <laughs> I don't know how you're supposed to say it, but uh, she's really good, uh, definitely uh, check her out, I'll of course have links in the show notes to everything I play or talk about or whatever here, <laughs> been doing a little uh, updating on the website. MikeDell.com, and uh, I think I've got it kind of tweaked a little bit, and uh, I think it looks pretty good. And uh, the thing I like about it is it's functional. I got uh, a new uh, WordPress theme, and instead of all of the entries going in blog style, uh, you know, where the la latest entry is on top, it has uh, sections, and so this one will, of course, be in the podcast section. There's the uh, uh, featured story section, which will be uh, whatever the blog post of the day is. And then, you know, there's a couple other subject areas there. And, of course, it's got a featured video, uh, which 
could be any video from any online source that's embeddable. It's, it's a really neat WordPress theme. Uh, hopefully it's not too complicated for you, I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, if you're subscribed to the feed, you'll get, you know, this podcast uh, as normal to, watch, to listen to it on the site. Well, of course, if you're listening to it, you've figured it out. You'll have to hit the blueberry player uh, button either on the post or on the sidebar of the front page. Uh, but it'll work. Uh, as far as direct download link, I believe the Blueberry player has that. Uh, some reason, uh, Blueberry PowerPress, it works. That's what I'm using, but uh, it doesn't show the, the player that I've been using. And I tried a, an alternative player other than the Blueberry player, and that just caused all kinds of issues. But I kind of like it the way it uh, looks now. And, uh, well, since it's my website, that's the way it's going to be until I decide to change it. So there. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Well, I don't know. This one might be a little bit short today. i got some other business to attend to uh, this morning. And I guess I uh, don't really have a whole lot, but... I'm keeping up with the once a week at least uh, podcast. I would like to, uh, the next one I do, which will probably be between now and next Monday, uh, I want to do using my new portable mic setup, and I want to find somebody to interview <laughs> that way. And, uh, of course, I'll after I get, get the uh, procedure tweaked out, I'd like to uh, throw that up as a, a Mike Dell's World podcast. So... You'll hear something a little different uh, the next time down the feed, but uh, I want to play one more song. Why not? I have it queued up. This one's from uh, Adair Corral, and it's called Michigan, Oh Michigan. So uh, all you locals will like this one, and uh, if you're not local, well, hey, listen to it anyway. And if you don't want to listen to it, it's uh, 3 minutes and 33 seconds. I think that's what it said. Huh. Anyway, this is uh, Michigan O Michigan. Well, the waves are breaking against the shore And the sunlight's dancing at my door Eagle spreads its wings to soar in this favorite state of mind And I walk along your shores of sand Which sometimes seems untouched by man Often think it's the promised land This favorite state of mind Michigan, oh Michigan With summer skies of blue Cold and snowy winter winds That chill you through and through Springtime rains that help make nature's children straight and tall And the changing of the colors in the fall Oh Michigan, you have it all Now your great lakes, they're so deep in blue And your rivers run so fast and true Finer place I never knew This favorite state of mine 
And I watch the winds of change that blow as people come and people go. Some call it home like the one I know, this favorite state of mine. Michigan, oh Michigan, with summer skies of blue. Cold and snowy winter winds that chill you through and through. Springtime rains that help make nature's children straight and tall. And the changing of the colors in the fall. Oh, Michigan, you have it all. Now your forests, they still dot the land, and the Mackinac Bridge is a mighty span, connecting all of Michigan, this favorite state of mine. Well, let me say, no, let me shout. It's the land I love, and there ain't no doubt. Forevermore, it's where I'll hang out. This favorite state of mine. Michigan, oh Michigan, with summer skies of blue, golden snowy winter winds that chill you through and through. Springtime rains that help make nature's children straight and tall. Changing of the colors, oh, the changing of the colors, changing of the colors in the fall. Oh, Michigan, you have it all. Yep, and we really do have here and uh, we've got all the winter we can take actually it hasn't been all that bad the last little bit but it's, it's still cold and still got some snow around and man i'm so ready for spring <laughs> it's crazy by the way uh last week uh, i played a mystery song of course a lot of you guys uh, guessed the name of the song was black dog and uh the original artist of that was, uh, what did I write down? Anyway, the person that got it right and who won the uh, Matthew Ebel one uh, month subscription to MatthewEbel.net was uh, Tammy from Louisville. I'll be contacting you shortly. Of course, we had several other people that, uh, that got it. Or got part of it. Actually, a lot of a lot of you got part of it. You sent me uh, who it uh, was. It's Led Zeppelin, Black Dog, and it was done by the. Uh, uh, well, it was attributed to Hasey Dixie, but that's not true. It was the Hillbilly tribute to. Uh, to what the hell's the dog barking anyway? But uh, anyway, it's a Hillbilly tribute to uh, uh what the frick led zeppelin jeez i'm losing it <laughs> get this stupid dog barking and uh it just blows my mind but anyway uh, uh tammy i'll uh, be sending you the uh, information for matthewebel.net uh, the rest of you uh i'll have to uh i'll have to do something like that again of course i, I can't make it so easy <laughs> Uh, anyway, 
So with that, I think I'm going to call this a podcast. And uh, we'll catch you later. And like I said, uh, I'm going to test out my new mobile rig. And hopefully uh, that'll sound decent enough. And uh, we'll put it out as a podcast. Uh, Otherwise, uh, catch me later. This podcast is produced with Cast Blaster.